Sure, your phone is amazing, but it's not amazing at playing music in your car. CarThing, Spotify's hardware device, is. Easier access to all your playlists, podcasts, and everything you love. With no lock screen or other distractions. CarThing from Spotify. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida, KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon, KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Hey. Hey. Up every morning just to keep a job, I gotta fight my way through the hustle and mob. Sounds of the city pounding in my brain while another day goes down the drain. And welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Our toll-free number is 1-800-610-7035. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Darlene Dennis, and she's the author of Host or Hostage, A Guide for Surviving House Guests. Darlene, as I said, is the author of Host or Hostage. She is a retired English teacher 
She enjoys working out at the YMCA, gardening, playing mahjong, and traveling the world. She also is a compulsive cook and hostess. After entertaining a bottom-of-the-barrel house guest from hell, she decided there were no books that address the many difficult issues of entertaining guests for overnight or even longer. She began collecting hellish house guest stories from everyone she met and then launched her writing project. Her website is www.hostorhostage.com. Now, Exonation, two of Darlene's three daughters have died. Lina Beth in July of 2001 at the age of 41 of breast cancer. She was also afflicted with bipolar disorder. Cynthia Diane died February 21st, 2010 at age 51. Uh, half of colon cancer. After Cynthia's demise, Darlene contacted a medium who, through her amazing gift, convinced this devastated mom that death is really a transition from one dimension to another dimension. Darlene dreamed of her third daughter, Gina Celeste, before her birth exactly as as, uh, she was at age six months. Joining us now is our special guest this hour, Darlene Dennis. And Darlene, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you for having me. I have to ask you, did you encounter a lot of hellish guests who came to your home? (laughs) Yes, I have, but we tend to repress those memories so that we can move forward in life. And uh, so it wasn't until, uh, you know, about five years ago Mm -hmm. that this person showed up uh, super, super jock, and um, the new husband of my uh, former uh, and she alone. I'm so happy that she got married. So I'm better than me out. And this guy is named as Boorish Bob throughout my book because his transgressions were so egregious. Mm. That um, for me, just things that people know not to do. And one of us to get drunk and sleep and snore during a home entertainment. And he was really, um, he had a PhD, retired, retired dean of colleges, super soccer coach, and really full of himself. So anyway, I was offended, but I decided to take my irritation and do something positive with it. All right, speaking yeah. about doing something positive, you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exonation, our guest this hour is Darlene uh, Dennis. Her website is host or horror, uh, I'm sorry, hostorhostage.com. <laughs> Pretty bad when you can't read your own writing, but it is getting late at night. Hostorhostage.com. My name is Rob McConnell. That I know for sure. And we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and on Star Cable. Don't go away.
Darlene Dennis is our special guest, www.hostorhostage.com. And Darlene, when you were doing research for your book, uh, what are some of the worst stories you heard about people who stay in other people's home and actually take advantage of the situation, making the host feel like a hostage at times? Well, I have my own stories. I had so many. And uh, one of my worst was when I was on my way to China and friends, both with PhDs. Not that I have anything. I have a lot of friends with PhDs and that was more terrible. But this um, couple were had left San Diego and moved to Brazil. And then they were wending their way back. They had moved from Brazil to Florida and were coming back to San Diego. I mean, this is uh, an attorney, and uh, she was an attorney, and he is a, 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 a oceanographer. So I told you I'm on my way to China, and I can't, uh, I, I, you know, and, but they wanted to know if they could stay at my place. I said, sure, just pick me up at the airport when I get home. I'll leave my key, and they were going to get there three days after I left. Well, when I got home, this guy picked me up at the airport, didn't have enough money to get out of the parking lot. When I got home, they had rearranged my furniture. Um, the, um, their, their pots and pans were all over my kitchen. They, uh, and there was a parrot squawking at the, at the sliding glass doors and six tortoises munching my garden. It took me at least two weeks to get rid of these people after that. They were just going to get an apartment. They had no money, and I had to lend them $200 to get an apartment. Now, wait a sec. Uh, one was a lawyer, the other was an oceanographer? Yep. <laughs> so, and I'm down on their luck. Uh, I think they just were not good money managers or made impractical decisions, but they... Um, were going to take it. They were taking advantage of me. I mean, they were. It's been there for four weeks. Holy cow! And yeah, I mean, we're talking. And people don't realize that electrical electricity bills, all of the utility bills, mm-hmm. crank up the more people you have on board. So, so how did you finally get rid of them? How did you do it? I told them. Well, he was on the phone one night, and I uh, about an apartment. And uh, he hung up, and his wife said, that's not good enough. And she went in, and I said, you have to take that apartment. I'm not comfortable with having you here any longer. You have to take it. And she went into hysterics. And so I got her a glass of warm milk and told her, she drink this. You will calm you down. What did you put? It, what did you put in the warm milk? Did you did you spike it? I, they find, and then the 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 relationship was truncated after that. I, I would imagine so. So they why did they give you any reason why they rearranged your furniture like that? That's pretty gutsy. Well, a lot of people, if you start interviewing people about house guests, you will find this happens frequently, and they will tell you, "Oh, you're going to be much more comfortable with the furniture this way." You mean they're going to be much more comfortable? Yes, I well, they they will yeah. tell you that your home will be, look better, or this is it will be better if you have your furniture arranged this way. I'm not the only person that this has happened to. I have several stories like that. So, were you the were they the inspiration for you writing this book? No, the person uh, my uh, college roommate's new husband was. Uh. He's the one who. Uh, fell across the chair and snored one night and took us out to lunch after we had entertained them beautifully at the theater and, and a beautiful brunch on a, um, 
uh, a party boat here in San Diego and uh, entertaining them with friends of ours, had them over. So they took us out to lunch one day at, at a nice restaurant in Old Town. And when the check came, he gave the credit card to the um, waitress. Right. And she returned, and there wasn't enough money on the credit card to pay for the bill. So my roommate went my college roommate went through her purse and found a credit card that was most embarrassing. I would imagine And there were so. multiple other things. All right, give, give, a, critis- give, give, give us some more examples. Well, he criticized my uh, housekeeping. He told me that I left my cupboards in the kitchen open. He almost poked out his eye. Uh, one Saturday morning, my grandson was here, and uh, he... And and we were we waited for breakfast. We were all up at eight o'clock, ready to eat. And uh, he he came down to breakfast, and he uh, like at a quarter to ten. Thank you. And so he looked at the strawberries and wanted to know if there was sugar on the strawberries. And I said, "Well, yes. Why?" He said, "I never eat sugar. Never mind that he had drunk a bottle of vodka and uh, half a bottle of Courvoisier." In four days, <laughs> which is pure sugar. So the guy was a lush. Yeah. Well, yeah, a good looking and, and a person who takes advantage of other people. I figure he was a con man. My college roommate died a year after that. And um, so I figure he had a, her figured out. He had no money in. And she had taken care of herself and she was alone in life. So he set himself up. But there is more. He was really, um, he interrogated my grandson, who was 14 and not an athlete, on all of the rules of soccer. And I have to say, my grandson maintained his wonderful poise throughout this um, interrogation. And anyway, he was, he just um, was unbearable for me. Oh, and then... They were going to leave in two and a half days, but they stayed for four and a half days because they learned that the convention they were going to was only two hours from here. Then they finally got a car, and then they decided to stay another half day through lunch. So my husband uh, was forced to take him to the country club for lunch. He got another free lunch out of my husband. However, my roommate took me out to lunch, and we had a wonderful time, so I don't regret that but it just sort of added up all right so so when you when you and the roommate were one-on-one what did you tell her well she told me (laughs) because she said "Mm, some of his family doesn't like him and will not allow him to come to their house if he if he they will not allow him to drink in their home these are his sons And then uh, she said, you know, I'm wondering if he isn't a con man because she had sold her her condominium or her home Mm -hmm. and they and she bought a condominium together and he was going to sell his condominium and he did sell it. But he had not given her any money for their house together. And, And how long how long did she hold on to him after that? She died a year later. God bless her. Yeah, she was uh, she was a darling, very smart gal, and uh, drum and dance. So it was, you know, it's just this is the way life goes. And uh, I told you before that my daughter passed away, yes. and I contacted a medium regarding that, and I may 
use her again and contact other people like my my college roommate Frankie who passed on. All right, so why did you go to this medium? Well, uh, my um eldest daughter was Cynthia and um and she had we had been estranged for 10 years. She was angry with me and she was angry with her younger sister Gina. And um when Lana, my second daughter, was dying, Cynthia really distanced herself from us in this angry, icy mm-hmm. way. And I loved all three of my children. Of course. And nobody's the perfect mother. <laughs> but I tried my best. But she was angry for whatever reason. And um, it had much of it had to do, I think, maybe with her childhood. But uh, the reason that I went was I was so devastated. I didn't know that she had had crossed over or had had died. I'm going to say crossed over now because I do not think that we actually die. Our bodies leave, but that's it. So she, um, on February 22nd, I woke and told my husband, I've been having these magnificent dreams about Cynthia. And last night, she was came to me and we embraced. That was the night she. That was the day she died, the twenty first. And so, then I immediately. I okay. I didn't know about it until May eleventh when Gina had gone online. She checked on her sister often, and and they were a prominent family in their area, and and so there would be pictures of her and her husband and her son. And Gina would report to me, oh, there's a cute pictures of Ken and Cynthia. So she had gone online on May 11th, and I got this phone call, and I said, who is this? Well, it was Gina screaming and crying, Cynthia is dead. Ah. So we both went into shock. The next day I went to a therapist, Mm -hmm. and almost the first question he asked me was, what did she die of? And I told him colon cancer. And he said, oh, that is caused from anger. And so then it was a very good um, session. And he told me that I needed to talk to both of my daughters. I told him that Cynthia had come to me in that dream, I felt, and that Lana had come to me three times in dreams. And I had interpreted the dreams. He said, don't interpret the dreams. They need something from you, and you need to talk to them out loud. I said, I'll write to them. And he said, no, talk to them out loud. I think this was an unusual therapist. Sounds like it. Yes, very in tune with a lot of things. I also explained to him that throughout my life I had had a lot of sort of paranormal experiences. I don't live my life looking for those things, but they have happened. And he said, oh, you had a difficult childhood. People who do this have a difficult childhood. Have had a difficult childhood. And I told him about dreaming about Gina before she was born. All right, listen, Darlene, you and I have to take a commercial break with the news. Please stand by. (laughs) Darlene Dennis is our guest this hour, www.hostorhostage.com. She is the uh, author of Hoster Hostage, a guide for surviving house guests. Once again, her website, www.hosterhostage.com. 
Com. We'll be back after this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. The first five years of a child's life are the most important for healthy development and long-term well-being. The experiences and relationships formed during this period of rapid brain development build a foundation for future learning and success. Yet, this critical development is in jeopardy for many children whose families lack access to quality early learning and care, especially those living in under-resourced communities. The impacts of this opportunity gap are measurable in as early as nine months. Start Early is a proven nonprofit providing doula, home visiting, Head Start, and early Head Start programs, and advocating for policies that put families first. They've been expanding access to quality early learning and care for over 40 years, but there is more work to be done. Learn more about Start Early and the work they do by visiting startearly.org thrive. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer, and they stand by that fact at the Amazon Air KILN facility in Wilmington. You don't even need a high school diploma to have your career take off. They'll even help you earn your GED or offer college tuition support while you gain experience in the air cargo industry, working in the warehouse and on the tarmac. If you want a rewarding career, go to Amazon.com slash airjobs. That's Amazon.com slash airjobs. You must be 18 years or older to apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. On MSN Messenger, Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Tell me, tell me, tell me, will we meet on a busy corner? We'll 
XO Nation, Darlene Daniels is, De- I'm sorry, Darlene Dennis is our special guest. Her host, her website is hostorhostage.com, and she's the author of a very interesting book, Host or Hostage, A Guide for Surviving House Guests. Once again, her website is www.hostorhostage.com. Now, before we went to the commercial break, you were telling us about this psychotherapist who suggested that you go to a medium or, or a psychic to communicate with your, your daughters. To, no, I, I, I no guess he, he, didn't, he didn't suggest that, but I felt that he was very psychically perceptive. He may have been uh, a union uh, analyst because he was much different than anyone who was in touch, you know, with the Freudian aspect. But um, he certainly uh, did not scoff at anything that I said about my paranormal experiences and seemed to have greater insight than I. I found the Jana Anna is the um, medium, and she's wonderful. Uh, I had had lunch with a friend in January who was having some problems with her stepdaughters, and she suggested that I, some, you know, contact this person. Sometimes she said she will tell you things about yourself that she has no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. Well, I things were happening around here. I'm living a very busy life. And so, but after I learned of Cynthia's death, I was devastated, and I decided now is the time to call Janet Anna. I called and made a, an appointment, and it was 120. Well, it was a, I said I'll send you the check for 100 dollars, and she said it's 125. But if you don't have it, it's okay. I don't want you to be deprived, and I'm very anxious to talk about your daughter. She said if she's recently crossed over, she may be in a sleep state. This is what happens um, when you when you leave the body, and for a while. So she called me back exactly as she said she would, and um, immediately she said, well, yes, Cynthia is here, and there's something about a doll. I went, oh, my gosh, Judy doll. When she was about six, she had a doll that my mother had given her when she was three that she adored, and Gina, at two, had scribbled all over Judy Doll's face with ballpoint pen. I tried everything to restore the doll, and nothing worked. And I called the newspaper, everybody, what can we do? Well, nothing was going to work, and I threw the doll away. I was unforgiven. I didn't think to ask Cynthia, do you want to keep Judy Doll? I should have done that as a mother. Yeah. But, you know, all those years later, she was 51 when she died. Here's Judy Doll again popping up, but I knew immediately. As we progressed through the uh, through the session, one thing I was going to ask at the end of the session is if we could communicate some way that I could communicate. Well, Cynthia brought that up through the medium, and she said she wanted to communicate. She wanted to dialogue with me and wanted me to write down her childhood from my perspective and then to change seats and she would write and I would write from her perspective and she would help me. So I've started a little of that and uh, but I think it's going to take some concentration. I'm actually sitting in the chair, the rocking chair that I use to rock my babies in to do this. I did 
thousands of miles, isn't he, when she was little in that rocking chair. And so and then she also let me know, I thought this was very interesting, that her anger was a large part of the cause of her death. And um, it was it was just so full. And then also I asked if Lana was there, and she came through the medium and wanted me to know that she was no longer mentally ill when she crossed over. So that was that was warming to me. At the end of the session, uh, because I believe I get gifts, well, signs that my mother is near, and that's a whole different story, and, and I think quite interesting and special for me. But so I thought, so I'm wondering if Cynthia will provide me with anything that I can see that I know that she's around. So I asked if there was a gift I could expect. And Cynthia told the medium, no, that I already had a gift from her, two glass balls. I couldn't figure that out. What? Two glass balls? And she said, and the medium said, gee, it's uh, something sparkly inside. So so Jana was trying to guess maybe one of those snowballs mm-hmm. that you shake up, the glass things with snow in it. I said, no, I wouldn't have something like that in my house. And uh, then... She said, well, maybe they're Christmas ornaments. No, that's not going to work. So I hung up and I read over my notes and I went, oh, my goodness, yes. I used to have a large collection of paperweights, beautiful paperweights. Mm. I moved and there was no longer a place for all of those. So I gave them, most of them away. I saved two that my mother had given me and two that Cynthia had given me. I ran to the ledge where they were, and sure enough, one of them is like a pink lotus, and it has sparkly gold in the middle. Is that interesting? It sure is. So do you, so now, have you, do you believe that all the, all the bridges have been mended between you and your daughters? Well, I think, so, my, but my feeling is that sh- there may be healing that can happen after we cross over. And I suspect that Cynthia is in search of that. And certainly, I need to do some more healing of my guilt feelings. And I think that writing, uh, from, from my perspective and then her perspective, will certainly help that. Not to mention it's very therapeutic for you. Yes, yeah. that's that's the whole thing. When my mother passed away, there were huge issues. She was everybody's been mad at me, Rob. Everybody, my daughters, not Gina. Gina and I are really close friends, and my mother was mad at me. And I started breaking my bones. I broke my hand. I totaled my car. I broke my elbow bone, and then I broke my foot. And I'd gone to therapy, but finally writing letters to her mm-hmm. that were just blurred with, with tears. And then the good stuff started coming out. And so that was very helpful to me. But I have a whole another story about my mom. But I do want to tell you that the medium also asked me if I believed in or could accept the possibility of reincarnation. And I told her, yes, that I believe that I had a past life experience 
uh, of my own that I used to ask my mother for lard on bread, and she was horrified. She'd never heard of such a thing, and I said, oh, Mom, it tastes good. It was about nine. I can mm-hmm. remember when uh, she'd never heard of such a thing. My grandmother said, oh, they used to eat hot light on bread. And I, in my vision of that experience, um, I could see myself standing next to a barrel that's maybe even taller than I, and I'm in a long dress, and there's an, it's a dirt road in front of me, and there is an old clapboard, weathered clapboard house behind me. And I just learned from another friend who was from Mississippi, who said, oh, yeah, in the South, the kids used to take bread with lard to school for lunch. How's that? So I, the medium then said that Cynthia and Lana and I had been sisters in other lifetimes and that they were in competition with me. And that makes sense. I have, um, oh, I built a beautiful home mm-hmm. between Benita and Chula Vista when the kids were young. And when came Cynthia's time to build a home, her house was 10 times better than that. I'm a very good cook. Cynthia became a fantastic cook. So fantastic, in fact, that I've since learned that she would entertain, but people would not entertain her back because they couldn't meet her standards. And, uh, and let me say, she has a, a cook and... Um, all right, so t- so tell me more about the paranormal in- experiences that you've had in your life. Because you, when you were at the psychotherapist, you, you told him that you know you had had other paranormal experiences. Oh, many. And, yeah, uh, share I, some with us. I, I, I experienced uh, the first time I, that I was aware of it was I had a favorite great uncle who always smoked cigars, mm-hmm. and I was young, quite young, washing diapers in the garage, and suddenly I smelled. Uncle Irwin's cigar smoke. I just knew he was there. He was a person of great, he loved me greatly. It was wonderful. I was adopted into that family. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and then, and then uh, I was actually born in a Salvation Army hospital on Christmas Eve, and my mother kept me. And she was later a domestic in a well-to-do home in Chicago. They invited her to come with the baby. And my name was Helen West by birth. And Ruth Dennis was rocking me, and she changed my name to Darlene. She said, this is not Helen, this is Darlene. Well, Darlene Dennis really does, is alliterative, right? And so my mother was afraid they were going to steal me from her, try to prove her unfit mother. So on my first birthday, she moved to Lansing, Michigan with her friend. And But much later in life, I woke one morning and I told my husband, oh, I was visited by an angel last night. I could see this head. I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman with white hair surrounded by other beings. And they said, I knew that this person was dying or crossing over, and I said, you mean there's life after life? And there was great laughter that I would would even, you know, wonder about that. And then they said, let's go see the waterfall. 
and I woke up, and it was 3 o'clock in the morning in California. Ruth Dennis had died in New York at that very moment. Unreal. She's the one, and I told my mother about it. She said, well, why would she come to you? And I I don't know. <laughs> That's what happened. And um, so you can see now, and then when my mother married um, Glenn Dietz, she, they named me Darlene, and then they gave me the Dennis's middle name, Dennis Dietz. So that's why I have my Darlene Dennis as my pen name. Then uh, one of the most interesting things, my grandmothers come to me, my daughters have come to me, I've had other experiences. The most important thing is that my birthday was very important to my mother and me. And I always loved my birthday on Christmas Eve. I was born at 10.30 at night on Christmas Eve in the Salvation Army Hospital, which gives me kind of an interesting archetype, I think, um, the Christ story, there, if you will. And but uh, and everybody saying how everybody mm-hmm. in the family was there to sing happy birthday for me. So I didn't care about birthdays. It's just that everybody I loved was there. But um, after my mother died and there were some issues, many years later I went to a friend's house who was a she was Buddhist and she was Japanese, a former student of mine, and she was handicapped. So. Went to have over there at Christmas time, and then we sat down for tea. And I looked at these cookies, and they were Scotty Dog cookies, sugar cookies with a single silver shot eye, and which is exactly what my mother used to make me when I was a little girl. They were cookies just for me. And I went, "Oh my gosh, Chiho, where did you get these cookies?" And she said, "Oh." that her friend had brought them to her. And I said, no, they're for my mother. Since she was Buddhist, she understood this perfectly. So I got home that day. It was just before Christmas. It must have been, actually, that must have been the 20, maybe 22nd. The 23rd, I called my cousin. Our mothers were sisters. We were saying nice things about our mothers, loving things together. I hung up and I thought, oh, every Christmas my mother used to bring me, uh, give me a negligee, a beautiful negligee in 90. I'll never have that happen again. With that, the doorbell rang, and I went to the door, and a friend was standing there, handed me this big, beautiful package, and of course, it was a negligee in 90. All right, stand by. We've got to take our final break. Exxon Nation, Darlene Dennis is our guest. Her website is hostorhostage.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the wrap-up of tonight. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon Radio Show. Our toll-free number, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Right here from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
And welcome back, everyone. Darlene Dennis is our special guest. She's the author of what seems to be a very interesting book, Poster Hostage, A Guide for Surviving House Guests. Her website is www.hosterhostage.com. First of all, Darlene, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. I wish you much success with your book. Um, but before we went to the break, we were talking about the Scotty cookies at uh, that a friend of yours had at a Christmas gathering, and you said they were from your mother because your mother used to used to make these. And uh, is there more to? I'm sensing there's more to this story. Well, yes, there is. And then I began seeing every time I see Scotty dogs everywhere, and I think, oh my gosh, Mom is here. So. Flash forward to um, a, a trip to Thailand at Christmas time. My husband and I were sitting, uh, having, and listening to jingle bells in Thailand. It's not the thing to do, but anyway, here we are, and it's my birthday, and it's kind of the end of the trip. And a woman walked up to me and said, Darlene, I know that today is your birthday. This is a practically a stranger to me. She was on our group, but I know that today is your birthday and you're a wonderful person. And so I want to give you a little something for your birthday, a little remembrance. And she pressed something into my hand. I opened my hand and it was a magnet for the refrigerator and it was a Scotty dog. Wow. So you know, I just um always grateful. Oh, mom, you're here. <laughs> oh, nice. And um I just had enough I've had enough of these experiences and now with Jana Anna, uh I just for a long time I've been convinced that that we don't go very far. Uh, a long ago I had another experience when I was had energy coming from my body as though I could touch and heal. People wouldn't say damn in front of me. And through the years, I've said, you know, Christ said, in my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you so. So I think we're in need of energy, and we're already connected what, to one of those those uh, dimensions somewhere, and I don't think they're very far. Darlene, does we that, have to... that s- makes sense to you, Rob? It, it certainly does. And Darlene, we have to say so long for tonight because this hour has come and gone so fast. Let our listeners know how they can get a copy of your book, Host well, or hostage? They could, it's, uh, w, go to my uh, website, uh, www.hosterhostage.com, and order a book. It's you know done with PayPal. If there are uh, real estate companies who would like to use it as a closing gift, uh, there is uh, it's uh, free postage for orders of $100 or more. And um, it's, it has 20 chapters and 20 cartoons, and... This is a Connecticut book that men like. All right, we've got to say so long because we've just run out of time. Darlene, thanks very much. Great talking to you. Well, that's it for tonight, Exo Nation. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us, taking time out of your day or night, no matter where you are, to be with us here in the Exo. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. And until then, take care of each other, love your children. And you know what? As I always say, always, always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. But you can't stay here. I know. Mary.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.